How many times have you had a potential customer or client say to you, well, I'll get back to you, or I have to think about it? All of those things that are just delaying the process and become an objection that you have to figure out how are you going to manage those objections. We will be talking about handling objections and the person who says, let me get back to you and more on episode 817 of today's antidote. Stay tuned for today's antidote brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Do, 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 do. Oh, Tom, you made me cringe with that opening. Wow. Oh, it's one of my least favorite sentences. Uh-huh. I'm going to get back to you. I'll get back to you when I'm ready. Oh, oh, oh. Cringe. This might be my least favorite episode of all. Well, we'll see if it turns into your favorite episode. Okay. All right. I'm mean, it's not starting out good. Well, Gotta shake it off. All right. I'm shaking. This is it where off. we are. We're gonna see if if this conversation can help you take the next step because you might be overwhelmed, frustrated, or uncertain. What to do with <laughs> always <the response laughs> let me get that's my normal state. <laughs> okay. That might be a little bit much that we have to handle always being this way in one episode. Maybe we'll Maybe have to do the marathon, the 24-hour therapy session. <laughs> or that that's it's the it's all part of the 817 episodes that we have done is to help you figure that out. Indeed. Uh, we'll see. We shall see. Uh, good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's antidote, our daily broadcast and podcast, where each weekday morning. Bob and I have a conversation around a topic. As I mentioned, our topic this week is handling objections. And today we're going to talk about the person who says, let me get back to you. Or maybe they say, "Uh, you know, I just need to check with insert whatever scapegoat they want to put into uh, into the equation and that they want to blame for not being able to make a decision right now. And as we go through that conversation, if you have thoughts or ideas that you would like to share, please feel free to put them in the comments. I will make the note that we are recording this. We both had a conflict uh, come up, and so we are recording it. And we still encourage you to share your thoughts and ideas, because what you share, even though we might not be able to put it up on the screen, can add value to someone who's listening to the episode or watching it. I guess only to those watching it. Um, If you are listening to it, you'd have to go to... Facebook or LinkedIn or YouTube to see the comments that are made. Anyhow, please feel free feel free to share those comments. And then at the end of the conversation, Bob and I will each offer our one thing, our today's antidote. That thing that we hope, like we hope will help with Bob, figure out how to be unstuck, uncertain, or a little less, a little more confident uh, on what to do when they get this objection. Because uh, we know, as he mentioned, we'll, we hear it often. Before we dive into that conversation, though, each day, Bob and I do our celebrations. Bob, what are you celebrating today? I'm celebrating that my cat has adjusted to the penthouse and he's at home here, which is good because I was worried about him. We had we had some anxious, uh, an anxious couple weeks where he was demonstrating some behavior that would 
suggests anxiety, but as I'm talking to you right now, he is actually nestled under my printer in a little corner, just taking things in. He's watching. He's got his eyes shut and he opens them every so often to make sure I'm okay. So he's adjusted and he has lots of sun on him here, which he's learned because the bunker had no sun. So now he's got direct sunlight and he likes to chase the sunlight across the floor during the uh, day. Good cat behavior. Certainly. Yes, yes. Great. So Excellent. it's fun to watch him enjoy this place. Good celebration. Thanks for sharing. How about you? I am celebrating that we are once again, one more year past tax day. You are. Yeah. Not everyone is. Well, true. Some of us uh, asked for an extension and received it. Well, I'm in the same boat. And to me, that just means the pressure <laughs> is off for a few months to have to get it in. And Folks, I, I, I can tell you what Tom will be doing on October 14th at midnight <laughs> or October 15th at midnight. <laughs> that's one of my goals this year is to not put it off that long. I just I've heard this for three it. years. I know. I know. And so what's the next step? The next step is to block out time to do it. Actually, I'm further along, I think, than I've been in the past okay. on this time frame when I put in for my extension. And I think that's that's the next step. The most important step is to find someone to do it for me next year and to handle all of my books and all of that stuff. Well, it's not like there isn't a group that you belong to where you could look for someone. I, I, I agree. I agree. I need to start working on that. That'll be my next step. All right. All right. Good deal. And I hey, hope all of you get also to this got, topic. Well, I hope all of you got your top. I hope you all got your taxes or your extensions filed. And weren't up too late last night doing it. So there you go. Do you want to dive into the topic? I, I do. So this is the uh, I see this two ways. One, I do this a lot myself. So I'm guilty of this. I've used this over the years. I, I'm afraid to commit to something because it might be a lot of money or a lot of time, or I'm scared about what with me. As a person who is trying to help people, I hear this a fair amount of the time. It is a source of great frustration, something I've really tried to work through, something that uh, one of my coaches said to me, you know, when the person says that to you, just letting them off and saying, okay, get back to me when you're ready. They said it's really like the worst thing you can do for them. It's like punching them in the stomach. And as they start to catch their breath, punching them in the stomach again. And then when they catch your breath, punching them in the stomach a third time. I was like, well, why, why do you say that? And the coach said, because you're really just, you're perpetuating the pain. You've helped them recognize the problem. You've helped them recognize that there's a possible solution. And they're still mired in the pain. And who wants to sit in the pain? They're like, how many times have you gone to the hospital and said, hey, I'd really like you to help me. But if you could keep the pain in my appendix, take my appendix out, but keep the pain there. And that's what it feels like to the person. And I think anyone who's been in that place where you tell someone, let me get back to you. You start thinking about it. You start agonizing over it. You start, oh, is this the right decision? Is this the wrong decision? Do I need to do more research? Can I afford this? What if I make the wrong decision? And I think for me, the thing I've learned over the years is it's usually about me being afraid that this decision is going to make me look bad to other people. 
And so in the case where someone said to me, now everyone's going to try to sell me everything. This would be fun. You know, in the case where someone says to me, hey, so what's your the reason why you, you wouldn't move forward with this right now? I was honest with someone about one time a couple months ago, and they actually helped me through that. And at the end of that, I was like, oh, this, you know, in my head, I'm going, this is a great decision. I got this. And I did it. And it was really valuable. And well, that person who took the time to invest in me and help me go through the objection in my head. Sure. And I think that's part of it, right? Is anytime we get these objections is how do we not just take that as the result, react, have an emotional reaction to it, and then move forward or not. And, is, and again, is if we're not worried about the result and we're worried about how do I help this one person? then maybe we can start to have a deeper conversation and not just leave it at that. You know, a great question to ask is like, okay, well, you told me you had this pain. What are you going to do about it between now and when you're going to get back to me? Or when are you, or scheduling the time to get back? Hey, um, let's schedule a meeting for a week from now. Is that enough time to talk to whoever, to, analyze to look at competitors to do whatever it is you're going to do which is really nothing right and i think one of the challenges with that is you again i think you sort of let them off the hook and so now for another week even if you schedule right. it they're going to be in the pain of trying to, and now you've added to the pain of i've got my pain and now you've added to their thoughts about now i got to think about this other decision and and i think that that's why so often many times go, people ghost on those next calls is they they are in so much pain and they don't know what to do that they don't want to get back together and now feel like they're even more pressure to make that decision. Or the path to a solution is one that's uh, daunting to them. It can be scary. Of course. I'll give an example that's not business. Uh, I was talking to a guitar teacher and I said, I want to learn how to do finger picking. And I thought that was going to be an impossible thing for a guy my age with my skill level. And he's like, no, I'll teach you. And as soon as he said that, part of me was like, awesome. I can't wait. And part of me was like, this is going to be really hard. This is going to be a lot of practice. I don't know if I can do this. And he said, he was, I, he must have seen it on my face. It was a Zoom call. And he said, tell you what. Why don't we set it up and let's do a free lesson and let's see how far we can get. So my risk was minimal. Right. And five minutes into the lesson, I'm like, this is really cool. I want to sign up. So he overcame the objection by giving me a taste of what I could accomplish. Sure. And the value and, that they, he could provide. And that I and that the fear I had in my head was in my head, not in reality. Correct. And I think that's part of it, you know, is that we, we get so worried about the decision. And yeah, there, there are important decisions that we have to contemplate and there's nothing wrong with contemplating. It's just figuring out like, okay, well, what's the, what is the missing piece that you still need to contemplate? What's the, what's the part that needs to be questioned? Or if in the case of they want, they need to talk to somebody else. It's like, okay, well, what, what is it that they're going to need? And are you going to be able to relay, relay the same information to them? that I relate to you. I, think right. I always ask them, what are you going to say to that person? Yeah. I, I mean, tell, tell, why don't you run through just, I'm curious, what are you going to tell that person? Often what they tell them they're it's not, 
they can't recreate it because they're in the middle of the pain of it and they're just looking for a solution and so for them to ever be able to really talk about what the value looks like and how the impact is going to make is hard for them to see because they can't see it they can they can maybe imagine it Right. And because hopefully you've talked to them to the point of seeing what things could look like. Yet, if they're already questioning about if it truly is going to look like that, how are they then going to go and share it with it? I mean, I've even offered to have the conversation with them. So, well, let's the three of us have the conversation. Right. And I've then done we, that. Can, we can figure out how to move forward. It's one of the things that when I was in the nonprofit world, we talked a lot about was like, who needs to be in the room when you're making an ask? especially if you've got, you know, how involved is the spouse or significant other or the parents or grandkids or kids or whatever the situation is so that you can hopefully try to have conversations around all the objections that might come up and not rely on a third per or the person who's trying to buy from you to go and then explain what's going to happen um, and why they need to purchase this or take advantage of your services to someone else who doesn't really feel the same pain and doesn't really necessarily understand where you're at. They can sort of appreciate it. They still not at the same place. Yeah. I think it's an, it's an objection that I think a lot of people struggle with mostly because they're like, Oh, I at least made the call, which is fair. I at least have the conversation. And then they're like, okay, how do I get out of this? Oh, they're going to call me back and think about it. Great. And I think most of the time when we do that, we don't, spend that much time actually thinking about it or doing it it's almost and like sometimes okay. over time that person comes back to you or over time you call that person back and i'm surprised how many times someone said to me oh wow you're checking back in with me you know i was just thinking about you i i think i'm ready and i think that's a that's the thing i've learned is that objection is a a delay tactic. Sure. You know, um, and, and it's really, you can't do, you can't do anything more than try to help them figure out what's going on. Is that your one thing? I think it is. Okay. I like that. I think my one you? thing is that I'm, I think, um, I think to me, and maybe I'll try this. That I'll get back to you is like, you know what? That's okay. I mean, you don't, it doesn't sound like you're ready. Is there something else we can talk about? Um, you know, if what you want to wait a week, what's going to change in a week? What are the, what other information are you going to need? Are you going to have to find? And I think part of what helps me is I sort of let go of the result and say, okay, they just weren't, they weren't ready to commit. Now, did I maybe, and maybe what else could I ask? to say, to get them to think and at, get further information so that they can try to make a decision, even if that decision is a no at the moment. And then I just have to go back and continue to show my value so that they can then understand why saying yes would make so much sense. Um, you know, I, I, like I think, that. I think letting, let me get back to you is, a. you know, and it's funny, I would say the same thing. When I said, well, okay, let's, let me think about it and I'll get back to you or we'll connect in a week. I can't imagine that I spent a whole lot of time in that week really thinking about this decision. It was more just 
not wanting to say no or really wanting to say yes and afraid to say yes. And yeah. Why why wait that long for the for what it's going to be? Let me just say, okay, it doesn't sound like the time is right. We'll we'll move forward and we'll see what happens. And if and that we're here, if you want to call me back, great. And if not, I'll just continue to share value and hopefully it'll be helpful. Okay. Wow. I, I think I'm okay with this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was stressing hours. about it, but now I feel better. I feel like there's opportunity here. Or you at least feel different. But I'll get back to you about that, Tom. I'm going to think about it for a week. What are you going to think about? I, just whether I feel good about it or not. Okay. All right. Anything I can do to add more information? No, I think I'm good for now. Yeah, no, I'll get back to you. Give me a week or so. Okay. Well, I, I'm not expecting you to call me back on this or that you'll remember. So I'll just keep sharing my value with you. And, you know, maybe the time will change where things are different. I like that. That's good. I don't know. That's interesting. I might have to start doing that. All right, everybody. If you have a one thing that you'd like to share, please feel free to put it in the comments. Uh, again, as you know, this is a recorded episode, so they won't pop up yet it will still add value to someone. So please feel free to share it. If you are in listening to the podcast, there's no place to share your comments. So join us inside the Ring of Renegades Facebook group where you can share your thoughts and ideas there. And at the same time, you might just find some value that you've been looking for. Uh, so we look forward to seeing you inside the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. If not, we'll see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m.-ish Eastern time for our next episode of Today's Antidote. Hey, embrace the renegading you on this beautiful Wednesday. It's so worth it. Yes, it is. All right, everyone, go out and enjoy the day. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to today's Antidote, powered by the Renegade Success Network. The Renegade Success Network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. To learn more about the Renegade Success Network and how you can take your next step, follow us on Twitter, connect on LinkedIn, or join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. For full details on how you can join our community, go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. Embrace the renegade in you.